Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, March 30th. Ian Cameron, uh, solo mission for for me today. Uh, Alex, uh, under the weather, back tomorrow. Uh, Jimmy Murphy will be on tomorrow as well for our Friday show. I believe Nate Rapensky as well. So lots going on. We are ready for this Friday uh, in uh, NHL, or Thursday rather, in NHL action. It's a huge Thursday. We've got uh, another double-digit uh, number uh, of games on the card, uh, 11 uh, games taking place tonight, uh, so another huge slate. Just before we get into uh, tonight, we do want to wish, by the way, those of you that are baseball fans, it is opening day uh, of the Major League Baseball season, so uh, we definitely wish you uh, all the best with the uh, baseball season. Enjoy it. Happy opening day. Uh, but we're here to talk hockey, so let's get right into it with uh, NHL uh, discussion uh, for a uh, Thursday. And when you look at quickly on last night, uh, Florida Panthers, man, an awful, really, they didn't play that well. The goalie played well. Uh, Alex Lyon was outstanding for the uh, uh, Florida Panthers last night. Gave them a chance to win. They were badly outplayed, especially in the first two periods. We saw the rant on the bench from Paul Maurice. He just lit up his team. Uh, he was furious. He was uh, uh, in rage. Uh, I don't blame him. They were playing, like, as he said, quote, fucking bitches for most of that game. Uh, they were awful. I mean, they were getting outplayed in a game where they badly needed two points. Uh, and uh, they uh, definitely didn't play like a team that wanted to make the playoffs. Like, they got bailed out by Alex Lyon. And they were this close to losing, not getting a single point. They were about to lose in regulation. They got the deflection goal from Sam Reinhart to tie the game. And Brandon Montour also had a very good game. And he scored the game-winning goal in overtime, jumping in on a two-on-one rush. And the Panthers pull one out of their uh, uh, pull one out of their ass, essentially, in a 3-2 win in a game that they got out, outplayed. But I guess the Paul Maurice uh, uh, losing it, uh, losing his shit on, behind the bench, It at the end of the night, it, it uh, produced the desired result as the Florida Panthers were able to come back uh, and get the uh, victory in that game. And then the other big game, what, what a statement win that was for the uh, Minnesota Wild. I don't want to go too crazy. It is just one regular season game, but... I thought they, for two periods, they were better than Colorado. And it wasn't until the third period when they were trailing in the game, you know, that we finally saw the um, Colorado Avalanche start to carry the play uh, against the, that against the um, uh, Minnesota Wild. It took them being down 3-1 to one in that game for the, finally them to take over. And they did dominate the third period. But let's be honest, for the first two periods, I thought Minnesota outplayed Colorado. And yeah, in the third period, Colorado made their push. They often do that uh, when they've got when they're trail, especially when they're trailing on home ice. They have been a very good third period team on home ice over the years. So you knew they'd make a push down three one. And yeah, they got outplayed significantly in the third. And Philip Gustafson had to bail them out. He was absolutely scintillating. But that's why you have a goalie in this sport. He's capable of shutting the door for you uh, when you need him to. Uh, and obviously, he was able to do that. Uh, for uh, the uh, Minnesota Wild. He was exceptional in the third period, uh, made that lead stand up. They eventually they got one goal courtesy of Lars Eller's deflection but to make it 3-2. But uh, no, Philip Gustafson was uh, magnificent last night uh, in that game for the uh, Wild, uh, and they end up putting it away with the empty net goal 4-2. That's just a big-time win uh, in a battle 
against a team that won the Stanley Cup last year that we think is going to be very dangerous to do so again this year, and you go to their building, the team you're, that won the Cup last year, that you're battling with for first in the division this year, and you go into that place and you beat them, that's a big time. You know, that's, that's cojones from the uh, Minnesota Wild last night. They put their cojones on the table, and uh, th- they were the better team for it. So really good gutsy win for Minnesota. Big-time victory. They now move three points up on the Colorado Avalanche for first uh, in the um, – uh, Central Division. Yeah, there were a couple times the puck just bounced right back toward, um, back toward uh, Gustafson in that third period. If you watch some of the saves, like it hit him, and then there was the rebound lying there, and somehow the puck just ended up dribbling right back into his body. You know that did happen a couple times. Yeah, you got to be lucky to be good. You got to be good to be lucky, as they say. And uh, there was a little bit of that with uh, Phil Gustafson last night for the uh, Minnesota Wild. But you know the Minnesota Wild have a blueprint that can be successful. Uh, in the playoffs. There's no question about that. You know, they have a blueprint and the blueprint is, you know, play good defense, get timely goals. And what's been impressive for me is they've been able to score goals without Phil, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. I think that's what's impressed me uh, so far uh, about this um, uh, Minnesota Wild squad. They've had Hartman stepping up. Eric Sinek, Boldy's been on a tear. Freddie Goudreau gets two goals for them last night. So it's been a collective effort stepping up in the absence of Kirill Kaprizov offensively for Minnesota. And that's a real good sign come playoff time. And you got two of the hottest goalies in the NHL right now. They're both playing well. They're both playing excellent. And they both want to start in the playoffs. That's probably why. Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. And by the way, we need Marc-Andre Fleury mic'd up every game. How good was that last night? Again, this guy is just salt of the earth, hilarious. He's always going to give you something that you're going to laugh at during the game. I mean, we need more Marc-Andre Fleury uh, audio uh, during these games. Uh, kudos to TNT for putting the mic on him again uh, last night. That was great shit, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, the Thursday card. We'll begin in the uh, Canada's nation's capital, Philadelphia Flyers, Ottawa Senators. We've got Ottawa minus 180, home favorite, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, Senators, of course, big-time victory for them in their last game against the uh, Florida Panthers. You know, they're not totally out of this playoff race yet. I mean, it's obviously going to be, you know, tough sledding to make it. Uh, they're still trailing the uh, second wildcard team, Pittsburgh, by five points. But, you know, you got to keep playing. You know, you still have uh, eight games left on your schedule, if I do my math correctly. Yeah, eight games left for the Ottawa Senators. You're five points back. You know, you're not totally dead yet. So, you got to keep, you know, treating this just as another game that you got to win, you know, just like the other night against the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Philadelphia on the uh, flip side. Uh, Philadelphia here has had a little bit of a, I don't want to say resurgence, but, you know, they've been feisty. They've been a tough out. And, you know, I'm sure there's a, definitely going to be a part of them wanting to play spoiler here tonight. They've won four in a row. Now, all of them at home, but, you know, you beat Florida, you beat Minnesota, that Minnesota team we were just raving about a second ago. Uh, the beat Detroit and Montreal. So it's a four-game win streak. It's five of the last six uh, that the uh, Philadelphia Flyers have won. So if you're the Ottawa Senators, you got to come ready to play. You know, no um, thinking it's going to be an easy night here against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. You've got to come uh, ready to go uh, and uh, play this game, take this Flyers team seriously because they deserve to be taken seriously. They're on a four-game win streak. Looks like Carter Hart is out tonight for the Flyers again. So it'll be Felix Sandstrom. Uh, getting the uh, nod in between the pipes for the Flyers. He's actually been pretty good in some of his recent starts. He was in the game against Montreal, only gave up two goals, uh, which was good to see. We'll see how he fares here in this game. Uh, unfortunately, 
is overall numbers this year, you know, the overall record's not good. I mean, it's two and uh, 12 with a 3.38 goals against average, 888, 887, I should say, uh, save percentage for him. But still, I mean, when you look at the way he has uh, performed for the, uh, the the Flyers in their last game, he played all right. Uh, on the on the uh, Ottawa side, there is a chance Cam Talbot's back. Uh, they're thinking there's a chance he might return for this game. We'll have to wait and see on that. Obviously, Mad Sogard has been their goalie for the most part. Uh, during this time where both Talbot and Anton Forsberg, who remains out, uh, where they have been missing in action. But it looks like tonight at the moment, we don't have a confirmation yet. I think they're going to let this play out right till uh, the opening puck drops. So no goalie confirmed yet for Ottawa. What we do know is that uh, they're banged up on the blue line. We've talked about that. Uh, Jacob Chikrin out, and now you lose Thomas Shabbat uh, as well for the next at least two to three weeks. So I would say the rest of the regular season, he's he's done. You know, if they make the playoffs, we'll see them. But that's a big fucking if right now with uh, them trailing Pittsburgh by five points with eight games left. But we do know that Thomas Shabbat will miss the next two weeks for the Ottawa Senators. We're looking at an upper body injury that probably is going to keep him out for the uh, rest of the regular season right now. Uh, so a huge loss on the uh, blue line. I like the over here. I do a six and a half. That's what I'm probably going to roll with if it's um if it's uh, so, uh, Sogard and Net. Don't really trust him to shut the door completely against a Philly team that's scoring. Philadelphia during the win streak has scored 6-5-3-3. You know, a grand total of uh, 17 goals in the last four games for this Flyers team. They've gone over the total in five of their last seven. And if it's Cam Talbot returning from a long absence in net, do we trust him? You know, he's been out for a while. He might be rusty, and he wasn't in great form before he got injured either. So I like this game over the total, uh, six and a half. The side, I, I mean, Ottawa needs to win, but must win doesn't equal will win, and Philly's been feisty. So I might sprinkle on the draw just a little bit here uh, in this game because it wouldn't shock me to see a competitive uh, contest here between uh, these two teams, especially knowing how Philadelphia has uh, played pretty solid hockey here their last six games, five and one. Uh, you know, beating some good teams as well. Let's not forget Florida and uh, Minnesota, two of the wins for the Flyers on this uh, win streak. As far as the props go uh, for this game, there are a couple that I want to point out. Batherson for the Senators is on a three-game point streak. Uh, Brady Kachuk has scored in three straight games. Uh, I like props for both of them. Batherson point, uh, Batherson and uh, Kachuk to score a goal. Brady Kachuk is doing everything humanly possible to get this team into the playoffs. And on the Philadelphia side, look, Joel Farabee, man, he just continues to be rock solid uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, continues to produce uh, for this team offensively, which is what you want to see. So uh, great, great stuff from him so far uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers in recent games. Goal prop, point prop, well worth a look as far as Joel Farabee is concerned. Uh, if you look at the um, uh, numbers for that, uh, you know, again, they're the, they have not really adjusted the props a whole lot when it comes to a uh, Joel Farabee here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So still can get some really uh, good value as far as his props are concerned. And he has been a red hot offensive commodity lately for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. The point prop is plus a hundred. The goal prop is plus three fifteen at cool bets. So uh, excellent value for someone that's really been uh, on a good run lately for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. All right, Washington Capitals, Tampa Bay Lightning. We've got uh, Tampa Bay minus 200 home favorites, six the total in this one. Uh, Tampa Bay with a uh, much, I don't want to say much needed win because it's not like, uh, I guess for their confidence and uh, it, they needed the win uh, against uh, Carolina four to nothing. Uh, a couple nights ago, and it was a very good win because not only did they win against a good Carolina team on the road, but they shut them out. They blanked them 
uh, as well in that game. So give the uh, uh, Lightning credit. It was one of their better performances in a while. And now they return home, face this Capitals team that, you know, in, technically is still alive in the playoff chase. They're also five points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins who have the final wild card spot, but they have actually played 75 games. They're tied with Buffalo and Ottawa with 77 points, but they've actually played two games more than Buffalo, one game more than Ottawa. So the odds are even stacked heavier against Washington trying to make the playoffs. I don't think Washington truly believes they can make it at this point. They have not played great. They're one and five uh, in their last six games. Now they got to go to Tampa on a back-to-back here uh, after a tough shootout loss to the New York Islanders last night. Um, this is not much for me on the side or the total, quite honestly, in this game uh, between these two teams. I, I could, I just, I don't love the psyche right now of the Washington Capitals enough to back them, and uh, I don't want any part of Tampa laying this price. But I also don't really love what I'm seeing here with the psyche of this uh, Washington Capitals team at the moment. It's not something that I'm uh, all that uh, fond of at this point in time. As far as the goaltending matchup in this uh, game, we don't have confirmed goalies as of yet from what I see uh, here with the uh, Lightning and the uh, uh, Lightning and the Capitals. Uh, Vasilevsky is projected. Uh, Darcy Kemper uh, is projected for Washington, but with this being a back-to-back, it wouldn't totally shock me to see Charlie Lindgren uh, in net for the uh, Capitals. Uh, so again, with the uh, with with Kemper being the starter last night against the Islanders, I kind of actually think it might be uh, Charlie Lindgren here tonight for the uh, Capitals. Keep in mind, Lindgren, it's been a really bad run for him. We talked about how earlier in the season he was kind of surprising everybody with the way he was playing, but one and three with an 854 save percentage in his last five games. He's given up seven, five, four. Just in his last three starts alone, he's given up a grand total of 16 goals. 16 goals allowed uh, in the last three starts combined for Lindgren, including the seven spot that Columbus put up uh, in their comeback win. So uh, I might actually bet a lightning team total over. Uh, if it's Lindgren in that, but I don't want to ask Washington to do anything for me, especially with Vasilevsky and net Tampa playing probably one of their best defensive games. Team defense was outstanding uh, against Carolina the other night. I might just look at a team total over three and a half. If Lindgren's in net for, uh, for Tampa, for uh, Washington, if he is in net, I will look at that lightning team total over three and a half. It does interest me if we see uh, Charlie Lindgren in net. Uh, for this one. Uh, and as far as props go in uh, this game, I'll tell you the one constant for Washington, even though they've not been winning lately, is uh, Dylan Strom uh, notching a point. So the Dylan Strom point prop, uh, I definitely think that's a, a good look uh, right now for the uh, Capitals. Uh, John Carlson as well, since he's come back, uh, his point prop has been pretty solid. So there's a couple on the uh, Washington side. Uh, Tampa Bay, you look at uh, who's been uh, producing for them of late. You know, it's been kind of sporadic with them offensively, so I don't really love a ton uh, of, of a props involving uh, Tampa Bay right now, but I'll throw out a couple that look like they might be have a bargain here going into this game. Sergachev, the blue liner, uh, seven of the last ten games he's had a point, so it's not bad, you know, for uh, Mikhail Sergachev going into this game. We've seen him be able to produce. Uh, there's a couple that are worth noting in the shots on goal department in terms of trending and, and consecutive game streaks. Uh, both Tom Wilson... And uh, TJ Oshie are on consecutive game over shots on goal streaks. Wilson's gone over his shots on goal in six straight games, and TJ Oshie has gone over his shots on goal in five straight games. So uh, there is definitely 
um, you know, a couple of shots on goal props that might be a worth a look. I think they probably do have to ride Kemper Johnny K in our chat. I think they do. I mean, how do you put Lindgren in there when he's given up 16 goals in the last three games? You need this game. If you have any fr- fucking inclination of the playoffs, you know, you got to win going away. So, yeah, Sergachev point prop is good at plus 140 uh, occupancy. It's good. For seven of his last 10 games where he's collected a point, I think that's a good price. All right, let's move on. Rangers and Devils. Uh, this should be a good one here. Uh, rivalry matchup. Uh, two teams that are likely to face each other in the first round. Uh, the Devils minus 135, home favorite. Six and a half uh, being the uh, total in this one. The uh, Rangers, of course, uh, coming off a uh, victory uh, in their uh, last game against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, 6-2. to two in a, What I thought would might be a flat spot for them. Well, I don't know. It may, I think it might have still been a flat spot. It's just that Columbus is that bad you know, defensively, and even they couldn't do anything about it. It was 6-2 uh, Ranger victory, their third straight win, 7-1 and one in their last eight games. So there's no question the Rangers are playing well. I actually like the Rangers here at a dog price. Uh, I do. Uh, the Devils beat them the last time they played each other. It was way back in January, uh, 4-3 in overtime. I think the draw is worth a look, too. Uh, Rangers and draw split is the way I'm going to play it. And look, these split bets, people will I, – I know I get criticism still for these split bets. I even heard it from someone a couple days ago saying, why do you do that? Why do you split the money line bet with the with the draw? Well, when it works out like it did last night for me in two of the games, it's a pretty damn good strategy, isn't it? You know, I'm, uh, it's not going to work out every time. There's going to be instances where we split. We win one, but we lose the other. And there's going to be instances where we win both the draw and the team to win the game on the money line. Or and there's times we lose both. You know, it's not always going to work out. But if you think the game is going to be close, even if you lean to one team over the other, this is a good time of the year to be doing the split bet. And last night, I had the Panthers and the draw in a split bet against Toronto. We went 2-0 and with those. We had the Islanders and the draw against the Capitals. We went 2-0 and with those. This is the time of the year that I like this strategy. I think it makes a ton of sense. We get a lot of close games. The games are critical. The games are important. And splitting your bet up between the money line on the team you think wins the game and a little bit on the draw for it to go to overtime is not a bad option, in my opinion. So, you know, for those people criticizing it, hey, I'm not telling you how to bet. You know, if you, if you don't like it, you don't have to bet that way. I'm telling you how I'm betting, and I think it's a strategy that's sound. Um, and if you don't agree with it, you know, tough shit. So it is what it is. Had to get that off my chest because there's people asking. It's kind of, you know, not, not making any sense. Uh, some people were saying about the uh, split and the draw bet. There's a chance you win two both bets. And and if the draw comes through like it did last night in both games, the Panthers not only won, but the draw hit. The Islanders not only won, but the draw hit. It's such a nice boost to your bankroll. It really can be. So uh, I think at this time of year, it's definitely uh, not bad to look at the uh, – uh, the money line. If you like the team and you think the game is going to be close, bet the team on the money line and also put put it put something on the draw. You can either put equal amounts. Sometimes I go half a unit on the team to win money line and quarter unit on the draw. That's or sometimes I'll just go quarter unit with both the team to win on the money line and the draw both, depending on how much of a strong chance I think. Uh, it has to go beyond regulation. So I think this is definitely a game that's got a strong chance to go uh, beyond regulation. You look at the Devils, I know they, they've struggled lately a little bit, just two and seven, two and six in their last eight games. Yeah, they have struggled, and they're off a 5-1 loss to the uh, uh, New York Islanders uh, on Monday night. 
But I think they'll want to play better. They always play the Rangers hard. They always play the Rangers tough. You look at the uh, three games head-to-head this year. New Jersey won the first game. The Rangers won in overtime the next game. And then New Jersey won the most recent game in overtime. So New Jersey, you know, the only win for the Rangers against the Devils was that overtime home win back in December, which, you know, basically proves my point. The Devils come to play every time they play the Rangers. So uh, I expect a close game, but I like the Rangers form better than the Devils form right now. So that's why I'm on the Rangers. And, and, and they're the plus price here. Uh, plus 115. Shesterkin confirmed in net. Uh, it should be Vitek Vanacek here uh, for the uh, New, uh, New Jersey Devils in net. So Rangers plus 115 and the draw for me uh, in this one. And again, the draw is another good price here. In fact, I'm starting to find that if you bet at FanDuel, FanDuel's got really good prices on the draw. You know, and I'm, I've been sort of ignoring FanDuel when it comes to these draw prices, and I shouldn't be because I'm starting to find that, find that uh, the draw prices, you know, at FanDuel and some of these other books sometimes are better. Uh, and the draw there is plus 350 uh, at FanDuel uh, for this game. And then I'm looking at the usual places I go for the uh, draw, um, plus 330 at Caesars, plus 334 at Pinnacle. So it's, pl- it's actually a better draw price at FanDuel. I'm starting to find that out. FanDuel is some really good draw prices, plus 350 uh, here for the uh, Rangers and uh, the Devils draw uh, in this game. And as far as the total goes, yeah, I got to look over uh, at least. Le- I mean, it was Shesterkin. I'm always leery, and Shesterkin's form has been very good lately. But somehow, some way, when it's Rangers versus Devils, there's goals. And there's over six minus 120 at Bet Rivers right now. And with the six available, I'm going to bet over here. Uh, in this game. It's just, you look at the Rangers versus the Devils, four of the last five meetings have gone over the total, and long-term in the last nine meetings, seven and two to the over. So it's been a very strong series history. Uh, All three head-to-head meetings this year have gone uh, over the total as well. So with the six being available, uh, I'm also going to go over that six uh, between the uh, Devils and the Rangers. And then lastly, props here for this uh, Devils and Rangers game. Uh, there's a couple that uh, stand out uh, up for this uh, matchup here, Devils and uh, Rangers. Uh, if you look at what we're seeing, Jack Hughes has gone over his shots on goal prop uh, for the uh, Devils uh, in four straight games. Uh, might be worth a look. Uh, Nico Heeshear uh, has gotten a point in seven of the last ten games for the uh, Rangers. Uh, Adam Fox, like I say, has been piling up the points eight of the last ten games uh, with a point here for uh, Adam Fox. So, uh, you know, he's been doing a uh, pretty solid lately for the uh, New Jersey Devils. And then as far as goal score props, I think Philip Heedle is starting to show signs of uh, heedling up, as I like to say. Uh, you know, he's a streaky goal scorer. I could see him going on a bit of a run here uh, moving forward uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. And then on the uh, de- uh, the uh, Devils side of the equation here, um, you know, Timo Meyer and uh, Dawson Mercer's kind of cooled off a little bit after that incredible run. Uh, maybe Eric Halla. Here's another guy that sometimes scores in bunches. You look at this season, he had a goal on December or January 14th, and they scored a couple games later. Early in March, he scored two goals against Toronto, and he scored the very next game. Then he went into a drought, and then he scored the other night, their only goal against the Islanders. So maybe Eric Halla, again, a bit of a streaky a goal scorer, could look in that direction tonight uh, in this game. All right, Columbus, Boston. We've got uh, Boston minus 450 home favorites. Six and a half being the uh, total in this game. It's not always easy to bet a game over the total with Boston involved because we know the Bruins are stingy defensively. They trend under the total. They've got, obviously, the front runner and the odds-on heavy favorite to win the uh, Vesna Trophy this year and Linus Allmark uh, in net. 
and he is in net tonight for the Bruins, and they are off a loss. But they're off a loss not because they played horseshit defense and the goaltending sucked. They just couldn't score. Uh, they were kind of flat. They were, you know, their, their, their execution finishing around the net wasn't as good. Uh, their only goal was a uh, poster knock in the dying seconds to avoid the shutout uh, in that two to one loss against the uh, uh, Nashville Predators. There is concern about Boston. You know, you know, they were definitely feeling a little, you know, malaise here. And how excited are they for beating Columbus? I do think they want to get the President's Trophy clinched because that is still something that is on the table for the Bruins. That's the one last bit of business they have to take care of before the uh, regular season ends. And that's clinching the president's trophy, which they can do with a win tonight uh, against the uh, Columbus blue jackets, which I think they will do, uh, but I'm not laying minus four fifty. Uh, it's a crazy price, but I'm not endorsing Columbus. I know Columbus. Um, I trusted them against the Rangers and uh, in what was perceived good spot for the uh, jackets. And they lost six to two. What I am going to bet is the over, I mean, nine and one to the over for Columbus, the last 10, I think after a loss here, you're going to see the Boston uh, offense wake up. I mean, one goal, uh, that's not very good. I'm just looking back at the uh, Bruins here and the way uh, they've uh, trended here. This I want to see how they've done after they get held down the previous game as far as a uh, scoring uh, is concerned. Uh, but uh, yeah, you look at it. Um, yeah. After a, uh, only scoring two goals uh, or less the previous game. Yeah, 42 and 19 they are after two goals or less scored in their previous game. So we know the bounce back track record's pretty good. Yeah, I do like this uh, over. Yeah, the Bruins first period team total, Perlo. If there's ever a time to bet that, it's now. I mean, we saw Columbus get jumped on early by the Rangers. Uh, they gave up two goals early in that game. It's Michael the Civ Hutchinson. Uh, in net once again for the uh, Jackets tonight. Yeah, that that first period over team total look is, yes, very good. Uh, I think that two goals for Boston in the first period could very well be on the menu. Uh, that's the way you bet it. Don't bet the the full game Boston team total because it's, uh, you know, four and a half, uh, you know, although that could get there too. I, this is one time I'm highly considering that over four and a half on a team total. But that first period team total is a really solid look at a nice plus price as well. Bruins team total uh, over one and a half in the uh, first period, which by the way is plus 145 at uh, bet 365. And I like over six and a half here as well with the uh, Bruins hosting uh, the Blue Jackets. And as far as the props go for this game, uh, pretty much the same, you know, cast of characters. If I was to bet someone for Columbus, Kent Johnson, seven of the last 10 games with a point, Posternock just continues to be. Uh, you know, uh, shots. another game where he went over his shots on goal against Nashville, even though they lost. Uh, he's averaging six shots on goal. He's gone over his shots on goal in eight straight games. How the hell do you not bet it? I mean, it's just automatic going over four and a half shots on goal. Jack Roslovic, believe it or not, for the Jackets is on a four-game point streak. So maybe a little bit on his point prop might be worth a look. But for the Bruins, you know, uh, you could go with uh, Zaka to get a point. You could go with uh, DeBrusque, who's been feeling it a little bit lately for the uh, Bruins. And, of course, Patrice Bergeron. We've talked about the point prop with him repeatedly uh, that definitely could be uh, worth a look as well because he's been uh, heating up the point production department of late all right nashville pittsburgh uh we've got uh pittsburgh minus 200 uh, home favorites here six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game uh this is this is de this definitely has draw written all over it this game uh there's no question about that that's what i like i like the draw here in this game uh, for, with the uh, preds and the penguins it's a huge huge game for playoff implications for both sides Pittsburgh trying to hang on to their second and final wild card spot. They're only one point up on Florida. 
now after the Panthers win last night. Uh, five points up on the Sabres, Senators, and Capitals trio uh, for that final spot. This is absolutely a slam dunk draw. This this is, to me, the obvious draw play uh, here on this one. I expect a pretty competitive game uh, with this with these two teams. Uh, you can get the uh, draw here, plus 358 at uh, Pinnacle. Uh, let me see what the uh, price of the draw is at uh, my newfound favorite book here, FanDuel, when it comes to the draw. Plus 400. Like, look at that. Look at the difference. Like, I'm gonna, I'm starting to bet the draws now at FanDuel. I mean, holy shit, plus 400 there uh, for the draw uh, between the uh, Predators and the uh, Penguins. So uh, this is definitely, I think, going to be pretty competitive game. As far as the goaltending tonight, uh, we have, uh, I don't know if we've got it confirmed just yet. We've got Tristan Jari back in net here for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, it was Casey DeSmith who's been a little bit better than Jari lately, but it wasn't a great night for him against uh, Detroit. They lost that game. So Mike Sullivan giving Jari yet another chance to step up and get the job done. And this is a guy that has not played that well since returning from injury for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, UC Soros obviously projected for Nashville. We expect it'll be Soros. Just hasn't been confirmed yet uh, in this game. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, the draw here in this game. You know what I also like, too? Um, I like Nashville team total over two and a half. I, I, I think it's tremendously an undervalued uh, team total bet in this game. Over two and a half for the Nashville Predators team total at minus 112 at Pinnacle. Um, I, I like. We know Pittsburgh has a goaltender that's struggling with his confidence in Tristan Jari, who's going to start tonight. We know their blue line is significantly banged up, really dealing with some cluster injuries. Jan Ruda, Dmitry Kulikov, Marcus Pedersen, who I think is one of their better stay-at-home shutdown defensemen. Uh, Jeff Petrie got banged up last game, although it looks like he's going to play tonight. But uh, Jeff Petrie, we know, can be a suspect in his own end. So they've got all kinds of uh, defensive injuries right now. They're a shorthanded blue line. Uh, and that's a concern. They got a goaltender that's struggling with his confidence. Uh, this should be a decent opportunity here for the Penguins to get to three goals in this game tonight. So I, I really like that team total uh, on uh, Nashville. It's a cheap number, only at two and a half. You got a Pittsburgh team that's going to have a blue line with Mark Friedman and Chad Ruedel, by the way, uh, as their third defensive pair tonight uh, in this game. That's not anything to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. They've got uh, Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, P.O. Joseph. That's Pierre-Olivier Joseph. They call him P.O. Uh, and Jeff Petrie as the uh, four uh, on the uh, defense here. So I, I think definitely Nashville can find their way to three goals. They've got their own offensive injuries. I think that's probably also why, you know, there's so much, um, uh, the, this total team total is so low because Johansson's been out for a while. Forsberg's on IR. Roman Yossi has been day-to-day uh, -day here the last few, uh, won't play. He's missed the last uh, six games from the blue line, and we know how valuable he is to driving the offense. And now they got Matty Duchesne, uh, who's going to be out week-to-week -week after the hand injury he suffered against Toronto. So that's a lot of offense out of the lineup. But, man, Pittsburgh is definitely uh, still a very vulnerable team defensively uh, right now. I still think even with the makeshift off the forward group that the Predators have, they could find their way to uh, three goals tonight. Keep in mind, too, uh, Cody Glass has been stepping up. Thomas Novak's been good. This Luke Evangelista kid, you know, has gotten some uh, offensive uh, spark going for them. It's back-to-back -back games with a goal and three points for Cody Glass, so I like his props tonight. Thomas Novak, I've said it over and over again. 
His props are worth a look. Keep going with Jason Zucker, by the way. Overshots on goal. Goal prop. Point prop. This guy is unreal. He's playing his tail off. He got a bank. He actually took a shot in a bad spot, unprotected the other night. He was in significant pain. He couldn't put weight on one foot last game against um, Detroit. He ends up coming back into the game and finishing. What a tough son of a gun he has proven to be. Jason Zucker, very, very tough. Uh, minded uh, individual, uh, and uh, I like his props once again tonight. He has been one of the you know, stalwarts for Pittsburgh. I mean, what would they do without Jason Zucker? This guy just leaves it, leaves it all out on the ice pretty much uh, every single night for them. So I like the draw, plus 400 at FanDuel. I like Nashville team total over 6.5. Um, as far as the game total, uh, that, that I would lean over, but I'm going to wait to see if I can maybe find a live 5.5. In game, I feel I'd feel better about this game going over the total if it's five and a half more than it's six and a half. So I might wait for a live over here uh, in this game rather than bet it pregame. All right, next up we've got Florida and Montreal uh, back to back for the Panthers after a huge win last night in Toronto. Uh, they're minus two hundred road favorites uh, against Montreal tonight. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going on here for the Panthers because uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, unavailable again last night in Toronto, uh, and um, it ended up being Alex Lyon uh, in between the pipes. Uh, he was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, he's really the reason why Florida won, because they really didn't play great. They got badly outplayed. Uh, that's why Maurice was losing his uh, losing his shit on the bench in the second period with that tirade. Uh, but they found a way to win, and Alex Lyon was absolutely amazing uh, in net. A terrific night for him helping them come back to beat Toronto. But Sergei Bobrovsky, from all indications, is still you know, ill. He wasn't even dressed last night uh, for the uh, game against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Lions started, and they had Mac Guzda uh, backing him up uh, in between the uh, pipes. And uh, that's the thing. Do you really want Mac Guzda in there tonight uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers with your season on the line? I got to believe they go back to Lyon. If Bobrovsky can't go, you go back to Alex Lyon. Uh, that's got to be the move here if I'm Paul Maurice uh, going into this game tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. So uh, I expect it to be Alex Lyon, but, you know, here's a guy that really had to expend a lot of energy, faced a shit ton of rubber, 40 shots fired against him by this, um, by the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Uh, so how on earth is he uh, going to fare here? You know, tough. He's, he's probably going to have to start again if uh, Bobrovsky's no, uh, not available to play again due to that illness. So, very interesting. We know it'll be Sam Montembeau. He's been confirmed in net for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Montreal uh, coming off a, a loss to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in their uh, last game uh, by a score of uh, three to two. Uh, but you know they've been a feisty team lately. They beat Tampa Bay at home three to two. Four uh, two loss to Boston. When they hung around in that one. Uh, they beat down Columbus eight two. They beat Buffalo. Play spoiler uh, against the Sabers. Beat them in a shootout four three back on Monday. And then on Tuesday on the back-to-back, -to -back, tough spot. Hang tough against the Flyers, lose 3-2. I mean, the draw is definitely kind of appealing to me a little bit in this game. And I do like this game over the total. Uh, seven straight meetings between the Panthers and the Canadians have gone over the total. Uh, earlier this season, we've seen the three meetings this year between Florida and Montreal. 7-2, to 6-2, to two, and 9-5. to five. Absolute epic shootouts, uh, all three of the, these uh, games head-to-head -head this year with the Panthers and the Canadians. And if it's Lion and Net, I'm willing to 
I'm willing to state right now, I don't think he's duplicating last night. You know, Alex Lyon's been a career, for the most part, minor league AHL goaltender with a couple of flashes of brilliance in the NHL, but he's not one of those players or goaltenders where I say, you know what, you are spectacular again. You're going back in there tonight on a back-to-back because goalie Bob is still fucked and he can't start. Um, yeah, I, I we trust you to duplicate that again. Run it back, Alex Lyon. Run it back the way you played last night. No, I, I don't think a goalie in his caliber of his caliber is capable, in my opinion, of of boxing up what he did last night and bringing it to the ice tonight. That's tough to play that well again for someone that, you know, has not been a steady NHL goalie all these years. I think that's tricky. I think that's really, really hard. So, and, and again, with Florida, how many times have we seen them win a big game, boost the playoff hopes, and we start to get all excited uh, that, hey, they're right back in it, and then that's when they lay an egg. You know, like they've done that so many times before. Uh, this Florida Panthers team. So that's another reason why I wouldn't want any part of Florida minus 200 tonight. Not a chance. Uh, not after the way they played last night. Let's not forget that team was absolute ass for two periods against Toronto. They got a lucky goal off a giveaway in the first couple minutes to take the one nothing lead. And then Toronto went on to outplay them and dominate them. A Toronto team that's essentially got second place in the Atlantic division locked up. They're going to have home ice against Tampa Bay. There's not a whole lot on the line for Toronto here in the remaining games of the regular season. And that was Toronto taking it to a Florida team that needs every win they can get to try to make the playoffs here down the stretch. That's the reason enough right there to not play 200 with Florida tonight. When you see that kind of performance, you know, coming when you need that win so badly, and that's the way you play for two periods, and I have no issues with that. I heard the panel last night in that game say Paul Maurice kind of went overboard. He kind of lost it. I'd lose it too. That's the effort. That's the horseshit effort I see from my hockey team for two periods against a team that's not got anywhere close to the incentive that we do. We're playing for our lives. Our backs are against the wall. We should be taking the play to them. We should be dictating the terms, not them. And for two periods, Toronto was dominating Florida and only Florida was in the game going into the third and down 2-1 because of their goaltender. He, he's the one that saved the day uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers last night. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to lay 200 now with that team that just gave you a terrible effort and for two periods at least last night in a game they had to win. No, that's not happening. So uh, I would look at I would look at the draw. Hell, I might even sprinkle on Montreal. I don't know if I will, but I'll definitely be on the draw. No question about that. Uh, I think it's got a shot again tonight for the Panthers to go to overtime. I don't expect this necessarily to be an easy game for them. Uh, plus 370 uh, is the price for uh, the Panthers and Canadians draw at Caesars. If you go to, uh, here we go again, bet uh, FanDuel plus 390. Uh, we're starting to see consistently now the best prices for the draw seem to be there. Uh, plus 390 for the draw at uh, FanDuel. So, uh, definitely, I'm going to be on the draw. I like the over as well, over six and a half here. That series history can't be ignored. Seven straight overs head-to-head -head with the uh, Panthers and the uh, Canadians. The team total that Perlo's saying in the chat, yeah, I, I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, over two and a half. They only need three goals, the uh, Montreal Canadiens tonight. And if you look at Montreal, last game they only got two, but before that they scored four, they scored eight. Uh, they scored three against uh, Tampa Bay at home. Uh, they scored four against Colorado at home. I mean, this, this is for a team with all the injuries that they've got. Nick Suzuki and your, your Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson props. I don't even have to say it anymore. Overshots, 
point prop, anything Mike Matheson, you, you bet that in this game. Carter Verhage, I know last night he finally stayed under his shots, but still what? Uh, nine of the last 11, he's gone over his shots prop. I like that. I like Cool Mint Lusterinen. Uh, he got a point last night. His point prop is probably worth a look. Brandon Montour, uh, assist prop, point prop, anything Montour. Montour was, I think, their best player last night outside of Alex Lyon. Had a great game on the blue line. He's the best defenseman they have, by the way. It ain't Aaron Ekblad. Not this year. Their best defenseman this year has been Brandon Montour. No doubt about it. He's been absolutely outstanding for most of the season. He's He's been better than Ekblad. He's been their best defenseman, and he had a whale of a game. Hell of a game last night uh, against Toronto. So, uh, yeah, the team total for Montreal wouldn't say no. Uh, I like the draw, and I like over six and a half here. Panthers, Canadians. All right, that's the uh, first half of the uh, Thursday NHL card. We've got uh, five more games still to go uh, on this Thursday slate. Hit the like button. Uh, I'm flying solo. We're giving you all of the uh, stats and analysis and info that we possibly can. Uh, hit the like button. Appreciate it very much. We'll be back in just a moment with the rest of the Thursday NHL card right after we hear from our uh, good friends at Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, Screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, and a rem reminder about the uh, the playoff uh, box giveaway, courtesy of Gramco. Uh, make sure you fill out the form. It is uh, in the YouTube video description right below this show uh, and right below this video on the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you sign up. Get into the contest. We will be announcing the multiple winners of this contest on Saturday, April 8th. It will be the final Saturday of the NHL regular season. Uh, that's when we will make the announcement who uh, wins this uh, contest. And again, one of five winners will receive uh, a $10 Gramco uh, digital uh, gift card. Five winners will receive a $10 Gramco digital gift card. One lucky winner will receive a box of products from Gramco worth over $60 just in time for the playoffs. So make sure you fill out the form and sign up and get involved with the Ice Guys playoff box giveaway uh, presented uh, by Gramco. All right, uh, next up here, we continue along. Carolina Hurricanes, Detroit Red Wings. Carolina minus 220 uh, road favorites, uh, six being the total uh, in this one. Uh, as far as this game goes, um, this one is actually one that's a little tricky. I mean, Detroit, I know they beat Pittsburgh the other night. Detroit, uh, Pittsburgh kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, a little bit. Uh, will they be able to uh, make, keep that same kind of performance here tonight? That remains to be seen. But uh, Detroit has been a tough out for Carolina. If you actually look back historically, Detroit has actually won five of the last eight meetings against Carolina. And you look at earlier this year, 
uh, or when they played. They only played just the one time earlier this season, but it was one nothing Carolina in Detroit. It was a pretty even game. Last year, Detroit won in Carolina 3-0 late in the season. They beat Carolina in overtime 4-3 last March here at home. So there's been some tricky games here for Carolina uh, against this uh, Detroit team. Uh, as far as the uh, goaltending tonight uh, in this uh, matchup uh, with the uh, Hurricanes and the uh, Red Wings, uh, it looks like it's Nadalkovich confirmed for the uh, Red Wings. And, of course, their situation is pretty fluid with the goaltending changing from one day to the next. But, you know, obviously right now, Billy Huso uh, remains out. Uh, and I, I don't think they're, they've loved the way Magnus Helberg has played lately. So it ends up being Nadalkovich. And look, Nadalkovich got the win. It wasn't pretty. Um, but he got the win the other night against the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Uh, as far as Carolina goes, um, they've got uh, Stefan Nason day to day, of course, is uh, added to the injury list. We'll see if he's uh, able to go tonight for this uh, game against uh, Detroit. But um, definitely, he's been a nice depth forward for them uh, coming into this one. We expect probably Freddie Anderson in goal, although. You know, the more you look at it, the more you're starting to see that, you know, even with the 4 nothing loss, I know it was Kochetkov, but uh, I don't think he played that terribly uh, in that game. But I would expect we'll see the veteran Freddie Anderson uh, in net for this game for the uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That's just a tricky game. I'm going to stay off the side, probably stay off the total. I'm going to look at some props, if anything, uh, for this one, uh, probably stick mostly to uh, player props uh, for uh, Carolina Detroit. I do want to mention that uh, for uh, Detroit, uh, Dylan Larkin has gotten a point in seven of the last 10 games, something to uh, keep in mind there uh, for them. Uh, I know Kevin Beach has talked about Mo Sider and the shots on goal prop for him. Uh, those have been pretty good lately. Uh, Lucas Raymond's gone over his shots prop in three straight games. Brady Shea, uh, the same thing uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So there's definitely a couple of... Um, Looks there that you could uh, be interested in for this uh, game. Brady Shea is actually starting to score some goals, and he scored uh, a goal uh, in the uh, first meeting between the teams. It was Brady Shea that scored that goal. And if you actually look at recent form, he's actually you know been a pretty pretty solid in terms of goal production, believe it or not. And you could actually get a really good price for uh, Brady Shea to find the back of the net. Uh, he scored against Boston. He's actually scored for the uh, Hurricanes in four of the last uh, eight games. And you can get like upwards of plus 800, 850 uh, for him to score a goal tonight. So if you really want some kind of uh, a bargain bin option, uh, that's who it would be uh, for the uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in that one. So we'll see uh, how it goes for them, uh, obviously, in uh, tonight's uh, game because Detroit has been a tough out, like I said, for them. And we'll see if that uh, continues here. Uh, tonight against uh, Carolina. All right, next up, we've got uh, St. Louis and Chicago. St. Louis minus 140, uh, road favorite, six and a half. Well, actually, it's up to six and a half, uh, the total now in this game. It was six, now up to six and a half. I got six to the over uh, earlier uh, in the morning. Uh, it's six and a half now. Uh, I still like the over uh, here with the uh, Blues and the Blackhawks. Just a classic late-season betting situation where you have two teams that aren't playing for much. I just expect them to be able to score goals. Chicago is not always a team that we trust to score goals lately, and that's an understatement. That would be the big concern here. During the six-game losing streak, uh, they have scored just a grand total of uh, seven goals in the last six games. Putrid uh, at the offensive end for the Blackhawks. But St. Louis is very giving. You know, St. Louis will give goals to anybody that may be looking for them. And I think tonight... 
this, the Chicago Blackhawks can finally get their uh, offense going a little bit on home ice here against a St. Louis team. Like I said, they gave up five to Vancouver uh, the other night, even though they won. They gave up seven goals to L.A., three to Anaheim, three to Detroit. Uh, you know, they've just been consistently giving up goals. They've gone over the total in four straight games. Uh, that was the impetus here for me to go over the total. They played the last meeting between these teams went over the total five, three uh, back in January. Uh, I think this game goes over. I think it's a good prop game as well uh, here uh, for multiple. Lucas Reichel is probably the one guy that's doing something right now for the uh, Blackhawks. Him and uh, Taylor Radish, you know, are pretty much the two guys that are uh, remotely uh, capable uh, of scoring right now for the uh, Blackhawks. But most of the props I like are St. Louis, because Barry Kapanen, Jacob Vrana, Sammy Blay to a lesser extent, but in particular those two guys, uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Jacob Vrana. Uh, they have been very solid in terms of finding the back of the net lately. They're undervalued uh, in that regard. So uh, Kasperi Kapanen, Jacob Vrana, uh, goal props make some sense to me. They've both been in some solid form lately for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Kapanen's on a three-game point streak. Justin Falk on the blue line is actually on a three-game point streak as well for the uh, St. Louis Blues entering this game. So that might not be a bad look either uh, going into this matchup for uh, um, Justin Falk, maybe. Uh, and he's been shooting the puck again. So and we've talked about that earlier, that uh, the uh, shots on goal prop, not a bad option for him considering how he's been up. The shot volume for him has gone up uh, in uh, recent games. All right, next up uh, on the uh, menu here, we've got uh, Los Angeles and Edmonton. Maybe the game of the night. Usually, uh, by the way, in the uh, YouTube video title of every Ice Guys show, you notice there's always one game uh, in the title. It's usually what I consider to be the game of the night. And that definitely, I think, uh, Los Angeles-Edmonton uh, could end up being the uh, game of the night here on this Thursday slate. Uh, we've got the Edmonton Oilers, uh, minus 165 uh, home favorites, seven being the total in this game. I'm not even shocked anymore. I mean, this is just what we've got to get used to when it comes to the uh, Edmonton Oilers, that their games are going to be lined at seven uh, as far as totals are concerned. And we are definitely seeing that again here in this one. This is an L.A. draw split for me. Uh, I like L.A. a little bit. I like the draw. I, I think you'll get a good uh, performance from the uh, Kings after the uh, setback uh, that they had against Calgary, where I don't think they played their best game by any stretch of the imagination. It was just one of those games. It was pretty tight checking. Uh, it ended up being a, a you know uh, a very good goaltending battle between Corpusalo and Markstrom, who played a very good game that night. So uh, I think when you look at this one, you're going to see the uh, um, at the Edmonton uh, Oilers uh, back home again, where they've not been nearly as good. If you actually look at the uh, record for the Edmonton Oilers this year, they've actually been better on the road. And I've said that many times. I've, I'd rather back Edmonton on the road like I did the other night against Vegas because they've actually proven themselves to be quite the good road team this year, uh, this uh, this Oilers team. Now they go back home. And remember, L.A. already beat Edmonton in Edmonton earlier this year. It was on one of those TNT games, and they were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the uh, L.A. Kings clamping down defensively on McDavid and Dreisaitl, who had a very, very quiet game. Uh, the other night in that uh, earlier meeting between the Kings and the Oilers here in Edmonton. So uh, I think when you look at this game here tonight, Cal uh, I always like good teams off a loss. You've got that here uh, with the uh, Kings off that 2-1 loss to uh, Calgary. There's still a lot to play for for uh, L.A. They're trying to uh, get closer and closer to Vegas for first in the uh, Pacific Division. They're two points behind. So, and and uh, Edmonton's only three points behind Vegas. So 
you know, this is a huge, huge game with the uh, Kings and the Oilers. And it's also huge for potential home ice advantage should these teams play each other in the first round. Kings versus Oilers, the sequel, is currently uh, a first-round series if the playoffs started today. We'd get Kings versus Oilers again uh, in the first round uh, with, uh, obviously, the Kings having home ice advantage because they're one point ahead. Uh, of LA, but uh, no, LA's played well in Edmonton here. They're off a loss. I think the value is very strong on them at plus one forty-five. It's I know Edmonton's very capable uh, and dangerous, and man, that power play is sick right now. I mean, it really, really is. And it, and it is concerning that the Kings have given up a power play goal all of a sudden in five straight games. It's not what you want to see against this insane power play of the Oilers, which the last four games the Edmonton Oilers have scored eight power play goals. Just remarkable. You know, they throw out McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, who's been remarkable. And now they got Evan Bouchard, who was filled in seamlessly for the traded away Tyson Berry. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, L.A. and the draw split here. Uh, and again, just like with every Edmonton game, I'm not betting over seven. But what I am betting is a live over if it falls to six and a half. That's what we'll be looking at here uh, in this game. Goaltending. Uh, here for this uh, Kings and Oilers game, we don't have uh, it. Can actually, we do have it confirmed. Corpusalo for the Kings and Stuart Skinner once again in net for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So pretty good goaltending matchup. That's the one thing that in the back of my mind would bother me about the over. I'm still going to bet it, but I don't love it. Like I really love the Oilers Vegas over the other night, uh, and uh, I don't love this one nearly as much. Corpusalo has been really good since he's been with the Kings. And we know Stuart Skinner is capable himself, and that's why he's been getting the start. So uh, I like uh, Kings in the draw and maybe look at a smaller live over once if it gets to six and a half. And as far as props go in this game, uh, you know, I'd expect actually the big guns to be better tonight for the L.A. Kings. Uh, and it's worth noting for them, Victor Arvidsson's been a shots on goal over machine. I'd, I'd stick with that. Uh, there's no question. I'd maybe look at some Edmonton power play point props tonight because, look, the Kings have given up. You know what, five straight games giving up a power play goal. You know, Dreisaitl, by the way, he's gone over one and a half points in six straight games. I say go with it. Uh, he's just been rolling in terms of uh, going over one and a half points. Darnell Nurse, I've noticed he's been jumping up into the play more. He's plus 120 to get a point tonight. Darnell Nurse is on a six-game consecutive game point streak for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, not a bad option there at plus 120 for Darnell Nurse to get a point. Evan Bouchard, power play point, assist props, anything Evan Bouchard. And even maybe to sprinkle the score a goal because he's been shooting the puck a lot. You know, the goal prop for Bouchard is pretty uh, uh, bargain-filled, plus 660. Uh, you know, power play point, plus 250, assist, plus 175. I mean, he has done a nice job filling in for, well, taking the spot of the number one power play quarterback uh, for the uh, traded away Tyson Berry. Evan Bouchard, they had confidence in him. Uh, and he's doing a nice job in that role uh, right now for the Oilers. And then on the uh, L.A. side of the equation, I'll tell you what, he had a bunch of chances the other night, didn't score. Uh, Kevin Fiala, I think, at plus 230 to score tonight. I think he'll find the back of the net here, quite honestly, for the uh, L.A. Kings. I could definitely see him uh, you know, striking uh, offensively tonight because I'll tell you what, he had a bunch of chances there uh, in that game against Calgary, and just uh, it wasn't going in for him necessarily. But you know, I think there's definitely some good options here as far as uh, the uh, prop market goes, and those are just uh, a few of them that I'm definitely looking to uh, target here when it comes to the uh, Kings and the Oilers. And yeah, Arvidsson, yes, he's he's been he's been shooting the puck a lot, and he's been one of their better producing uh, forwards 
uh, as well. Uh, Anaheim and Seattle. We've got uh, Seattle minus 340 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, Kraken, of course, uh, back home where they've not been as good as they've been on the road. They've been a pretty damn good road team, 24 and uh, 15 on the seat, 24 and 14 on the road, but just 16 and 19, three games below 500 on, at home here for the uh, Seattle Kraken. They're off that misleading final score against Minnesota. 5-1 loss to the Wild, but Marc-Andre Fleury was just uh, unbelievable in that game, and they outshot the Wild 36-20. to They deserved a better fate uh, and certainly uh, should have won that game. They should bounce back here. This Anaheim team is just disastrous right now. Five straight losses for the Ducks. Uh, I think it continues here. I have two bets here. We're going to go Seattle first period puck line. Just jump on this team early, okay? Don't screw around. Jump on them early. You know, if you had if Flurry wasn't on his game against Minnesota, Seattle might have been up two, three, nothing after the first period. So uh, I like uh, Seattle here, first period puck line uh, in this game. Um, you know, sometimes this doesn't work. You know, taking the first period puck line with the clearly superior team in a desperation, sense of urgency spot. We know that all too well after what Winnipeg did the other night against San Jose. You know, this kind of spot doesn't always work out for you, but I'm going to trust it tonight. Minus a half, plus one hundred two. A slight plus price on the first period puck line here on Seattle. Uh, get the uh, lead uh, here in this game. Uh, as far as the goaltending goes tonight, it looks like we're going to see uh, Martin Jones in net for the uh, Kraken. That's why I'm only betting the first period puck line. I don't trust this goalie for three periods. And it's also why I'm going to look over six and a half here with the uh, Ducks and the Kraken. Uh, series history dictates the over should be a good play here as well. Uh, four straight meetings between Anaheim and Seattle uh, have gone over the total. So, I'm going to go Seattle first period puck line and also over six and a half here with uh, Anaheim and Seattle. And as far as props go, the same props, the same players essentially that we've uh, talked about just endlessly. Uh, Matty Beneers, Vince Dunn, Jared McCann. Uh, those are the players you want to target for props. And those will be the players that I'll be looking at here from a prop standpoint uh, in this game here with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Kraken. Uh, also worth noting here as far as uh, this game goes, yeah, Vince Dunn, three-game point streak. Remember, he had that streak interrupted for one game, and after that streak got snapped, that double-digit point streak, he's now gone three straight with a point since then. So he's eaten back up again, uh, no question about it here, for the uh, uh, Seattle crack, and he's been absolutely terrific for them, uh, no question. So that's, again, th those are the props I would look at. Keep in mind, too, Anaheim is very, very banged up. Uh, Troy Terry out. Uh, they've got a couple defensemen out, and now Trevor Zegras is on the injury report day-to-day, -day, lower body injury. He is making the trip with the Anaheim Ducks to Seattle, but no guarantee uh, about Zegers playing tonight uh, here for the uh, Ducks uh, in this one. All right, we've reached the uh, final game of this massive Thursday card, and we wrap it up with Vegas and San Jose. Uh, Vegas minus 180 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this game, uh, six and yeah, six and a half uh, across the board here as far as the total goes. Um, certainly, I believe Vegas will want to take care of business here against uh, San Jose. That was a uh, a very, very uh, bad effort from them against Edmonton. Bad performance. And again, we warned you about it. Vegas has had a very distinct recent track record of not playing well in a home game after returning uh, from a road trip. You know, they've done this now a couple of times. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights were returning home off a lengthy road trip. They've not played well. And we saw it again against Edmonton uh, the other night with that uh, tough, tough game that they suffered, 7-4 to four loss. And the final score was flattering because that game was actually 7-2 to two 
at one point in favor of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. They lose 7-4 uh, uh, in that game. They'll be looking to uh, bounce back tonight, the uh, Golden Knights. I know San Jose shocked the world and beat uh, Winnipeg the other night, but they beat a Winnipeg team that's in complete disarray that has gone ice cold offensively. None of the top players are uh, chipping in right now for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, at the moment. Uh, that's a big concern. I mean, I don't want to give San Jose any not, – not, we'll give them some credit. James Reimer was pretty good. He made an incredible save uh, in that victory against the Winnipeg Jets, and he's actually played better lately uh, in net for the – uh, San Jose Sharks uh, in recent games. But, you know, at the same time, let's not forget that uh, Winnipeg is just completely lifeless offensively. They are struggling big time to put the puck in the net. Uh, Vegas will probably do a better job of cracking uh, the San Jose defense and James Reimer tonight. And keep in mind, there are some injuries piling up for San Jose as well. Andreas Janssen's out. Matt Benning is out on the blue line. Uh, Alexander Barabanov, who's been one of their best forwards, start to finish this season, lower body injury. Looks like he's going to miss another game for them tonight. So, you know, the injuries are starting to mount, mount here for San Jose a little bit. You got Vegas off a uh, extremely uh, rough night against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It sets up very well, in my opinion, for them to have a, a strong uh, bounce-back effort here on the road in San Jose. Uh, they've won, obviously, uh, seven of the last uh, eight of the last ten meetings against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, they beat them 2-1 to one last time they played in Vegas in February back in November. San Jose did win. That one, 5-2, and then October, it was 4-2 for Vegas here uh, in San Jose. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a split bet here on Vegas. I'm going to go both ways with it here. I'm going to take the Golden Knights in the first period puck line. Uh, I think this one, uh, you'll see them come out with that spirited effort early uh, in this game. I do want to see who they're playing after this. They're playing Minnesota at home uh, after this game on uh, Saturday night. So, again, not a team that they are in direct competition with because Minnesota's in the other division. Uh, the central. Uh, so it's not the same battle that they're in, uh, you know, bigger opponent, bigger game, but I don't think it's a true look ahead for Vegas. Uh, nobody, I shouldn't be looking ahead after the way you played against Edmonton. If I'm Bruce Cassidy and I'm the golden Knights, I want to get this one uh, here tonight and I want to play a lot better. So I like uh, Vegas first period puck line here, minus a half plus plus one forty-five, And I'm also going to go a little bit on the Vegas and regulation here as well. Uh, not, not, I don't do a ton of regulation bets this time of the year, but Vegas minus 122 uh, in regulation as well. Uh, I'm going to go with that, a little split bet with the Golden Knights first period puck line and in regulation. And there are some props that I like on the Vegas side of the equation here. Uh, keep in mind for them, uh, they are without still Will Carrier out. Uh, Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill are still both out for them. We probably will see Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick got pulled. Laurent Brossois started. Maybe we don't see quick. Maybe, maybe uh, Bruce Cassidy says, you know what? We'll give you another night off and we'll go with uh, Laurent Brossois, who's actually not been that bad here in a couple of appearances with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, since uh, he's returned from the injury list. So it will be either quick or Brossois uh, in net for the uh, Golden Knights. Either way, it's not going to impact my decision. I like Vegas in the first period puck line in, in regulation. And there are props that I like. Uh, Marsh is so over shots on goal, goal prop, point prop, anything for him. Uh, Nicholas Waugh, I've talked about him uh, over and over again. Uh, he's gotten two goals, two points in the last three games. He's undervalued. Pavel Dorofiev, uh, another uh, forward for the Vegas Golden Knights, who's been uh, stepping up his game uh, since March 12th in his eight games with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he has scored five goals and registered uh, six points for the Golden Knights in those eight games. So Pavel Dorofiev, I think, is definitely 
uh, a good look here in this one. Uh, the total is tough finesse, Lord, because, you know, Reimer's been okay lately. Um, and I think Vegas can do enough to win and, and like win a 3-1. But I wouldn't surprised, be surprised to see 3-1, 4-1. But I could also see 5-2, uh, 5-3, and it goes over the total. So I think the total is a little volatile. Uh, because I think it could go either way. I think we could see it go under. I think we could see it maybe go over the total as well. Keep in mind, Reimer has been better lately, but let's be honest. Two of his great starts were Winnipeg, who can't put a puck in the ocean lately. You know, they have they have absolutely spit the bit under the pressure. You know, they are tight. They're gripping their sticks. They're not showing any finish uh, around the net. Uh, all these top players for the Jets aren't scoring right now. So while we want to give Reimer credit for a great performance, some of that was Winnipeg's just not putting the puck in as a team right now. And it's probably going to be a tougher challenge for Reimer tonight uh, against Vegas. All right, that's the Thursday card. Amazing stuff. Got through 11 games in a little over an hour. Uh, that's what I was looking for. I was looking to keep a brisk pace. I'm happy that we were able to do that. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show, betting card, and more. Bonus content as well. Everyone asks, you know, how do I show my support financially? Give you a little tip, donation for the great work you do on the ice guys. That's how you do it. You sign up at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. So make sure uh, you check that out. I, I want to mention this now because uh, Alex B. Smith sent me his card uh, before we forget. I'll mention his plays, four of his five plays. I'll save his best bet for the best bet segment. But he's on Panthers, Canadians, first period over two, plus 110. He's on the New York Rangers, money line, plus 115. He's on the LA Kings money line, plus 135 to plus 140. And he's on Washington Tampa Bay draw, plus 355. So there you go uh, for Alex B. Smith, uh, his Thursday card. And he also has a best bet, which we will get to uh, in just a moment because we will wrap the show up in just a few moments with best bets coming right up right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, and among other things, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 
All right, we are back, and it's time for best bets. Uh, Alex B. Smith will start with his best bet. It is Anaheim, Seattle, first period over, my, one and a half, minus 140. Uh, so there you go, Alex B. Smith, back to the uh, first period over well uh, for Alex tonight. Anaheim, Seattle, uh, first period over, one and a half, minus 140. That's Alex's uh, best bet. And my best bet for this uh, Thursday uh, NHL card, uh, going back and forth between deciding what it was going to be um, but I'm going to step, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I don't want to say it's bold, um, because I'm betting on a good team, but I'm also betting against a good team, uh, with the best bet here. I'm going with the LA Kings plus 140 in Edmonton. It just got all the makings of a typical spot where the Edmonton's off that great, huge, big time win against Vegas. And then they get smacked back down a little bit by an LA Kings team that coming off a frustrating two, one loss against Calgary. The last time they were here in Edmonton, they beat the Oilers. They shut down all of Edmonton's top players, including McDavid and Dreisaitl that night. It was one of their better performances. They've got the guy that I want in net. With all due respect to Copley, Copley has started to falter a little bit in some of his recent starts. He's not been playing nearly as well as he was earlier in the season. I honestly think Corpus Allo is going to be their playoff goalie uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, and he's in net tonight. Uh, I think it's a very live underdog here against an Edmonton team that hasn't played as well at home and hasn't always, you know, showed that requisite. Let's keep playing well and keep it rolling after a big time win. This is sometimes where the Oilers have been prone to these, you know, losses and these weaker performances. So we're going to go with it. L.A. Kings plus 140 uh, against the Edmonton Oilers here for a uh, best bet on this Thursday NHL card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's, it's a lot of work to do it on the, on my own, but hey, it's it's always fun. I enjoy it. Uh, it's great, uh, and hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Enjoy the games, and good luck on this Thursday night. And We'll see you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 